Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Wes Mitchell. Will Muschamp held his Tuesday press conference today as the Gamecocks get ready for UMass noon kickoff Saturday at Williams-Brice. South Carolina coming off the open week at 2-4 and four and 1-4 and four in SEC play. Obviously, a non-conference game coming up on Saturday. But, Wes, all the buzz for the last week or more has been about a possible change at starting quarterback. And the QB issue, who would start this week, was not the first question asked of Muschamp today. The first question was about punt return, and the second question asked of Will Muschamp in today's press conference was about who's going to start at quarterback on Saturday. And he, again, as he's done for the better part of the last week and a half, did not name a starter. And he kind of deflected questions about the quarterback starter for Saturday. And that's kind of the way he's handled it for the last week and a half. Yeah, the uh, maybe the second question, the third question, the fifth question, the sixth question. Um, and it, it quickly, you know, I actually got a little bit uncomfortable listening because it, it quickly became I was like, all right, guys, let's go away from the Jake Bentley well, because it, it became very clear that he was not going to answer that question. And, you know, the, uh, several players spoke today, Taylor Stallworth, uh, Zach Bailey, A.J. Turner. Um, and <laughs> all these guys are just getting asked question after question about Jake Bentley instead of about, you know, their game or their position or UMass or anything. So it's sort of uh, taken on a life of its own. Um, I, I wonder if just an- maybe announcing it, would have uh, made it less of a story than you know that it's been, but uh, you know, I, I think personally, as we sort of track this story, uh, I tend to lean towards the idea that Jake Bentley is going to start. You know, they uh, generally you can tell from the as this, as we get to about this point in the week uh, how how the reps go in practice sort of has been a telltale sign of how how it's going to go on Saturday. So uh, based on what I've heard about the reps so far, I'm leaning towards it being Jake Bentley. Um, you know, I, I think I feel stronger about that uh, now than I did, you know, late last week when we we, we did a podcast pretty much on Jake Bentley himself uh, totally. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, that's the way it's going. You know, if, if he, he could always, you know, have a bad practice or two and, th- and then decide to, to go another direction, you know, I think um, – McElwain is still, you know, still in there taking reps. But, you know, if it wasn't Bentley, I, I think it would be Brandon McElwain. But right now, I, I'm feeling pretty comfortable that it's it's leaning towards Jake Bentley. I think the fan base, the one, the other uh, one positive Emerson to, to I guess, uh, maybe announcing that would be that I, I think the fans are, are ready to, to, to see what the kid can do. They've heard so much about him. Yeah, a lot of folks reading between the lines here. And the more Will Muschamp deflects question about the starting quarterback for Saturday's game, the more some people tend to believe that it will be Jake Bentley. At one point, Coach Muschamp was asked about the quarterback starter, and he said uh, the question was something along the lines of, you know, if you make a change at quarterback for Saturday, Muschamp kind of interrupted and said, who says we're making a change? We'll see on Saturday is what he said. So the more he deflects, the more people think Bentley will start. Uh, Bentley, the uh, highly regarded freshman who enrolled this summer and basically skipped his senior year of high school to enroll at South Carolina. We talked about him extensively here on Gamecock Central Radio. So you, like us, you know, we'll just have to wait and see 
who must champ and the staff elect to start on Saturday. A lot of speculation that it will be freshman Jake Bentley. Gamecock Central Radio here. Emerson Phillips with Wes Mitchell. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app. We've got a free phone app that allows you to listen to Gamecock Central Radio podcasts anywhere you receive cell phone service. It is a free app, and it's available on the App Store and on Google Play. You can subscribe to the podcast. Just search for Gamecock Central Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, or other popular services, or just visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. Wes, I didn't get a lot out of the press conference today, but one of the more interesting comments that Muschamp made, in my opinion, was about uh, the running game. And he talked about bull yards, yards after <laughs> contact. And he talked specifically about Rico Dowdle and his ability to gain bull yards, yards after contact. So, you know, there's been so much talk about the quarterback position and how the Gamecocks need improved quarterback play. But no matter who the starter is, if the running game doesn't get a little bit better, uh, the quarterback's going to have a hard time. Yeah, and I, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting on a personal note, Emerson, one of the one of the most interesting things for me about a, a new staff being in place is sort of how all these football coaches have sort of their own unique terminology for certain parts of the game. Uh, what, what, bull yards, dirty yards, was that something you were crazy familiar with before today? I never heard it put that way, but you know, yards after contact is something yeah. we hear a lot. But that's it, what he chooses to call it, bull yards. Yeah, that, that's what he calls it. And then, so bull yards will like inevitably become like a part of Gamecock fans' uh, lexicon now, it seems like. You know, these words get introduced, and then all of a sudden, you know, it becomes a way of, of talking if you're a big, you know, big into Gamecocks football. So, But, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, and Muschamp even made a point that defenses are so quick up front these days that, uh, you know, you're not always going to get a clean, you know, we talk about a clean pocket for a quarterback, but you're not always going to get a clean uh, hole for the running back either. And, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, w- one of our one of our uh, message board posters sort of made the point. Well, why why is there so much talk about the quarterback position if the problem is with the offensive line? And I said, well, these things are not mutually exclusive. Um, there can be problems with the quarterback and also be problems on the offensive line. Um, it doesn't have to be either or. So, you know, I, I think they're clearly trying to fix the problems at quarterback. They've been mixing and matching on the offensive line during the bye week as well to try to find the best five guys they can put out there, uh, to find the healthiest five guys they can put out there too. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, it also, with the running game struggles, it goes hand in hand. You know, the offensive line is going to have to do a better job of blocking. But, do the running backs also have to do a better job of breaking tackles? Uh, absolutely. You know, I, I think um, is, is this line has this line lived up to its billing? No, they're they're last in the SEC in rushing yardage. Uh, they're last in the SEC. Muschamp said he looks at in conference game stats only. Um, that's you know the number of yards versus just SEC competition. And Muschamp says he even uh, takes out. Uh, sack yardage from the running total because they're not, uh, you know, that, that has nothing to do with your running game, obviously. Uh, but but even then, they have not been good. So, uh, you know, the I'm not saying this to say the offensive line has, has been good. They haven't. They have to do better. But can the running backs help them out a little bit more? Would the line, you know, a, a line, if you had Marcus Lattimore back there, uh, this line would, would look a little bit better. Um on the other hand, a great line can make a solid back uh, look really, really good. So all these things we talk about, all the problems on offense. We had one of our posters made the comment about our podcast last week, Emerson. I don't know if you saw it, but they said 
They said all this talk about the offense and not one mention of the offensive line, which is the biggest problem. And I said, well, we, we've talked about the offensive line plenty, but, um, you know, it's all these things. It's all of the above. It's not A, B, or C. It's all of the above. So if South Carolina is going to fix the offense, you, you, don't, you don't score 14 points a game and just have one problem. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, right. they, they need quarterback play to, to improve. They need running back play to improve. They need – uh, they definitely need offensive line play to improve. But I, I think the two biggest issues, um, to be more specific, has been the running, specifically the offensive line in the running attack and the quarterback play, you know, mi- missing open receivers. There's been open plays that they've just missed. I think the pass protection, ha- you know, has been a bit better than maybe we give the line credit for because sometimes – Sometimes it's about the quarterback just not getting the ball out. You got to get the ball out quick. So I, uh, you know, I, I think down the road though, have to find a way to to sort of get it going in the running game. And I think Rico Daddle, with some time, uh, as he gets more comfortable with the speed of the game, he he's going to provide something to this running game. He's already provided a spark, but as he gets more comfortable, I think he'll he'll provide even more of a spark. Uh, you know. But then on the negative side, he's still still no Donnell Stanley. And, uh, you know, I from what I've heard, he hasn't been back practicing this week either. So, uh, you know, who who knows if they'll actually even have Stanley back for the Tennessee game at this rate. A couple of other items that Muschamp talked about in today's press conference. He talked about Shamik Blackshear, and he pointed out that Blackshear missed a year in the weight room, and that's been a, you know, a problem. It's been a setback for Blackshear in terms of his development. But Muschamp said that Blackshear's maintained a tremendous attitude and Muschamp spoke very highly of Shamik Blackshear out of Bluffton. Muschamp also was asked about attending high school football games. He said he attended four high school games last week, said he loves high school football. He likes promoting the sport. And he likes putting the Gamecock brand in these high school football stadiums every chance he gets. And he also talked about the importance of earning a bowl trip. And he said that that's something that they talk about a lot with this team. Even though South Carolina is two and four, they got a chance to win four of the last six and get to a bowl game. And he said that, uh, you know, bowl trip is something that they still talk about all the time. So that remains the goal for Gamecock football here in 2016. Talked about Kier Thomas as well. Wes, up to 270 pounds from 220. And Thomas has been one of the surprises of 2016, pleasantly. Yeah, absolutely. He has been. Uh, you know, I, I thought that uh, to sort of unpack everything he just said, um, that's great news about Shamik Blackshear. Um, not Shamik Blackshear, the football player, but about Shamik Blackshear, the person. You know, I, I think um, from what Muschamp says, then A.J. Turner was asked about Blackshear today, too. You know, it, it sounds like he's, you know, tried to really turn his life around and, and has, uh, you know, has worked hard, has had the right attitude. You know, you, you have to uh, you have to see that as, as a positive in, in that guy's life, considering, you know, what happened with him, with him getting a shot in that situation and you know, it sounds like that was a, a true eye-opening experience for him. So that 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 was just very very good to hear. You know, from a personal standpoint for for Blackshear and uh, you know, sort of going down the list, uh, Muschamp. You know, going to four games. I I'm trying to think. I, I know he was he saw uh, on Joiner, who's the big Fort Dorchester quarterback, 2018, um, and he saw uh, Ortre Smith. The uh, of course Wando receiver who's committed to South Carolina for 2017, uh, with those two guys being uh, fairly close together um, as far as their schools go, he saw both those guys on Friday. Uh, stopped in on them. I know he uh, he also was by the high school of Zamir White, 
the five-star running back. Um, and uh, Bobby Bentley was, was there as well, and Bobby Bentley stayed over to watch uh, Zamir White's game on Friday. So, um, you know, that that was some of the stops. I'm, I'm actually not sure off the top of my head. It seems like I knew another one top of my head who the other two stops were. But, but I mean, Muschamp, man, he uh, – I, I mean, Emerson, you've – You've obviously are tied in with with high school football in the state, and um, you know I, I think our our football here can be very very underrated. So I I think it's kind of kind of cool to see a head coach who puts so much importance on getting out and and checking out our our players here in the Palmetto State. Yeah, no question. I think it was two years ago South Carolina put more players into the NFL per capita than any other state in the United States, and South Carolina is at the top of that list every year. So it's uh, unusual the amount of top flight talent that the state of South Carolina produces, you know, players that play high school football here in the Palmetto State and then go on to play Division One college football and end up, you know, being top draft picks in the NFL, top players in the National Football League. Uh, certainly that's something that Will Muschamp and his staff are trying to tap into. Wes, let's kind of bring things full circle here as we refocus our attention on Saturday's game against UMass. Muschamp said that they had a spirited practice on Sunday, and he said that Tuesday's practice was workmanlike, and he also said that the Gamecocks this week have done more good-on-good work in practice. That's first-team offense against first-team defense. They've done more of that in preparation for UMass than they've done virtually all year. Yeah, they they have, and I I think um, from what I was told, they spent a lot of time uh, just being more physical during the bye week. Um, you know, I, I think uh, from from what I heard, I heard some rumblings that that was a stark contrast from maybe some previous bye weeks. Um, that the the guys were like, "Well, oh, you know, crap, <laughs> we're <laughs> we're knocking heads on the on the bye week." Uh, so and you know, and they, they got some time off. They got to go sort of do what they wanted to do. Um, I, I thought I thought it was kind of interesting. You know, they they bumped heads for for three days last week and hit during the bye week. And then, uh, you know, Muschamp said he didn't want to see the guys in the building unless they had, um, you know, uh, physical therapy or whatever for, for injuries. And, uh, you know, but Muschamp was asked, so what, what did he do on the on this weekend off? And he said, well, on Saturday I worked. So, <laughs> you know, I thought that was kind of uh, just another little example of, of Muschamp's sort of approach to his job i mean i this this guy man he just he i think he literally uh you know sleeps football i think he goes to goes to bed thinking about football and i think he wakes up thinking about football even even on the so-called sort of weekend off with the bye week um sounds like he was still in the office so you know i, I think as south carolina fans even though south carolina is two and four they got to just remain patient because it, you know this this guy i don't think is going to be outworked it's just going to take it's going to take a, it's going to take some time for him to get uh, this roster to the place that it needs to be. All right, the Gamecocks trying to snap a three-game losing streak. They've got UMass at home this Saturday at a noon kickoff. And Wes, one thing I like about where the team is right now, you know, they're kind of throwing the record out and they're looking at the start of the second half of the season as a new season. Four wins gets you to a bowl game. That's the goal moving forward. A- absolutely, you know, and that um, I think a lot of fans and and you know what, if you're being realistic. Is a ball game going to be easy to get to? No, it's not. But um, if you're a team and, and you're sort of saying what what should the goal be, I think that's an outstanding goal to have. And you know what, man? I I mean, it's not that far fetched for a team of young players to sort of find itself um, as a season goes on. Uh, you know, I, I was talking to somebody um, the uh, the other week who had gone, who was a college football player that went through a coaching change. Um, 
you know, actually at South Carolina before uh, with the Lou Holtz coaching change. And they said it, it takes time to just, even if you're trying your best, it takes time just to realize everything that a new coaching staff wants out of you. Um, you know, just from, from so many different variables that go into football. And, uh, you know, this guy was talking about sort of how the the finish to that 1999 season for South Carolina uh, actually set the table, even though they didn't win any games. Within the program, it set the table for them to feel good going into the 2000 season. And we all know what happened then. You know, they went 8-4, and four, the biggest turnaround at the time, I think, in college football history. That's right. So, you know, I, I think the second half of the year, a bowl game is a great uh, tangible uh, goal to have to put forth for the team. But the real goal should be, and I, I think that we should be watching for, is for this team to show progress in, in just about every phase. They they know what they've struggled with. They know what they need to fix. Um, they're not going to become world beaters overnight, but I think the big thing is just to show progress over these next six games. And you know what? Playing UMass, this is, I think, their first opportunity. You know, the last I saw, they're like 20-and-a-half point favorites. This is their first opportunity to go up against a team that they're expected to beat up on. Um, there's nothing, I feel like, that does more for a team's confidence than to just go out there and have have some success. Um, you know, they, they offensively need to just go have some success, have, have a game where you can get the backups in. Have a game where the young guys who walk on and bust their tails every day get to go play. Those games are great for team morale. So I, I think... This may not be a big game in the traditional sense of the word, but I still think this is a big game for the South Carolina program this Saturday. UMass is 1-6, but they have been competitive in losses to Florida and Mississippi State. In fact, UMass led Mississippi State at halftime. Of course, Mississippi State beat South Carolina earlier this year. So who will start at quarterback for the Gamecocks on Saturday? We shall see. Wes, looking forward to Carolina and UMass Saturday at Williams-Price. Thanks for your time today. Absolutely, man. We'll talk to you soon, Emerson. All right, that's Wes Mitchell. I'm Emerson. Phillips and this is Gamecock Central Radio.